Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come and join us at 10am every Sunday. Just pray for Dave. Lord, we thank you for Dave. We pray you just give him the words to speak to us today. We pray we would have ears to hear what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, everyone. I think it's on. Good morning, everybody. Happy Easter. Lovely to see so many uh, familiar faces and so many unfamiliar faces. You look, look very happy anyway. Even right at the back, you look great. Um, I'm going to explain a little bit about what is going to happen to Caroline and Sam. They've been practicing holding their breath for about three minutes, I hope. <laughs> Did you not get my memo? Okay. Then there could be some, we might need some people to help us uh, resuscitate them. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a very happy day. Uh, so I will explain what is going to happen. And basically it is the Easter story, really, completely and utterly from beginning to end. Um, I wanted to start off by telling you a little story. Um, as you can tell, I am not from Derbyshire by my accent. Uh, I was brought up in southeast London. Uh, some people will know the wonderful uh, area of Sydenham. Chris and Harriet know Sydenham, and I think Claire does as well. Oh, uh, yeah, there's a few around the corner who know Sydenham. So you will know that Sydenham is a very salubrious area, um, full of drugs and murder and things like that. A typical place of London, to be quite honest. And I, I left home and I uh, moved in with a school friend of mine called Mark uh, into a flat in Sydenham. And he's a baker. He probably still is. And uh, we were in our very early 20s, so it was out <coughs> 40 years ago um, when I was a young man. Uh, not that I'm an old man now, I, I hope to, to say, but I was a, a young man in those days. And uh, Mark was a baker at a place called Slatter's. If you know Slatter's, the bakery, not so many. No. Oh, yes, Claire knows them. And... Uh, he would work the night shift. And obviously before Easter, it is one of the most busiest times of the year for bakers. And anyway, I, I got up one morning to go to work. I think it must have been on the Thursday before Easter. And he said, he came in and he was looking extremely tired, uh, which was not unusual. He'd done a night shift. So I said, are you okay, Mark? He said, I'll cut out the expletives. So this is what he said. Not much. Um, but he went on to explain that he'd baked 500 hot cross buns, which is what you do, isn't it, at Easter. However, he forgot to put the cross on the hot cross bun. So there's 500 buns destined for pig food. And that's where they ended up. And I'm like, did you bring home any? I don't care about the cross on it. 
I don't care about the cross. Where's the buns? He's like, no, all gone for pig food. The point of it is, what is a hot cross bun without the cross? It's just a hot bun. And believe me, at the age of 20, I'd had no interest in the cross of Christ. So I was a hot bun. My wife is cringing at the thought of it and denying all responsibility. <laughs> a hot bun, no. I was a hot, no. I had no Christ in my life. So, what is, what is Good Friday without the cross? It's just a Friday with a bank holiday. What is your life? like without the cross are you like me at the age of 20 just a hot bun or until you got I got I became a Christian at the age of 33 and then I became a hot cross bun I wasn't cross I was just very happy so I want to explain what the what the cross is? What about Easter? You see, God had a plan right from the beginning, as Leslie uh, read out. The whole of creation knows God, and he created mankind, but we, are, we make a mess, don't we? We make a mess in life. We make a mess of our lives. So we need to have a rescue plan. We need someone to help us out. So right from the beginning, God had a plan to rescue mankind from our sin, from death. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm one of these people who talks about death a lot, but there is a great thing about Easter Sunday. It means life. So the message of Christ is that he came not to... Uh, well. He didn't bring, he didn't come because he wanted to inflict punishment and judgment on us. He came so that we would know his love, his healing, and his forgiveness. And I'm sure each one of us would know that in our lives we all need love, healing, and forgiveness in our lives. Sometimes more than others, those, those areas, but all the time we need those. You see, the, we are all called and created in the image of God. And that's what makes us all equal, that we are all made in the image of God, but we are all sinful. We all make a mess. We all make a mess of things. They're the two things that unite us. Am I uh, making a bad noise? So, uh, Jesus' Jesus's rescue mission, it, didn't just, it wasn't just about a great teacher. It wasn't just great teaching that we still have us, with us 2,000 years ago. What happened was, at the beginning of, of the Easter week, Jesus went into the garden and he prayed... 
do I have to go to the cross? Do I have to die? And he came to the conclusion because his father had said to him, you must be obedient to what I say and go to the cross. So that is what he did. So when he's on the cross and on that, that way forward, uh, what do we see? We see some really difficult things for him. He was, he was denied by Peter. He was rejected by his people. And he was betrayed by one of his close friends, Judas, into the hands of the Romans, who were not the nicest people at all. What else did he do? He was also, uh, the Romans said, okay, I'll tell you what, there are three people here, you've got a choice. We can let this guy Jesus go, or you can let these criminals go. And they all went, we're going to let the criminal go free. We don't care about the innocent man. But they all knew that Jesus was innocent. And yet they wanted him dead. And then, of course, we, hear, we see, if you read the Bible, it doesn't spare anything. It was a very violent death. He was whipped and beaten and spat at and abused and then nailed to a cross. The worst form of death and torture that man has ever created, and we're pretty creative in these sort of things. And yet, that is the place that, that God wanted Jesus to be. That was what he wanted him to do. Why? Because on that cross, Jesus was, a, was obedient, and because Jesus was innocent, he could stand there on the cross and take all our punishment and judgment on the cross. I always think of it like this. If you've got a shopping bags and they're full of the things that you've done wrong, you go here and then you put, the, you put those shopping bags of all the things you've done wrong on the nails that put him on that cross. And you don't walk away with them, you leave them at the cross and you leave them there forever because you are now free. I just wanted to ask you, who, who would you identify with in that crowd? Would you be one who said, yes, yeah, set the criminal free? Would you be one who denied him, saying, yeah, I, I've never met him, I've never known him? Would you be one who just said, no, I don't, I don't know what truth is, it's a load of nonsense? I'll tell you who I would have been when I was 20, when I was a hot bun. I, I would have been one who denied the truth. I would have been one who was also calling, calling out for God's, uh, to be stoned, to be crucified. I would have been in that mob. Where would you have been? Where would you have been? I think every single one of us, if we're on it, would all have been there 
calling for Jesus to be crucified. Now, so that's the bad news, okay? The cross shows us that Jesus is 100% man. He had to make that choice, and he went to the cross just completely, uh, what's the word? Uh, innocent, weak, in his weakness, he went to the cross. But when he went into the grave, he rose again. And that's where he showed, not that he was man alone, but that he was God, and he is God. So without the cross and without the re the the resurrection, you have no, you have no salvation. You, are, you have hopelessness. And my hope is in the fact that I am resurrected, not in my strength, but in the strength that God has. Because Jesus, by rising from the dead, proves that he is God and not just a man. Uh, have you got the scripture? Can we just read that scripture out? Because this is the this is the Easter story. I think we've already seen it from Lu uh, Neil's reading. So early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb, and suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. The guards shook with fear, and when they saw him, and they fell into a deep faint. And when the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come see where this body was lying, and now go quickly and tell your disciples, his disciples, that he has risen from the dead, and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb, and they were very frightened, but also filled with great joy, and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them, and they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. And then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. And Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth, and therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. And be sure of this, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. So as you see, this is the Easter story, and this here is also the Easter story.
think the wonderful thing about the fact that Jesus is risen is that he is alive. He's not risen from the dead and then sort of died again. He is still alive. So Christianity is all about having a relationship with God. If you want to have a relationship with the creator of the universe, come to Jesus. It's the only way. That's the only way. My advice to, to Sam and Caroline would be keep building that relationship with the creator of the universe. He knows everything about you, every hair on your head. But because he lives, I can face tomorrow. I can face it with a future. Because he lives, there's no fear of death anymore. Because I will be resurrected when I die. And if you know Jesus, that is your destiny. And because he lives, there is hope and a future. So where I was just a hot bun, I had no hope. I was hopeless. I had no way of getting myself out of the mess I was in. Hello. Because he lives, I know that I am loved. Because Jesus didn't just come just to make a point. He came because he loves me. Because he came to heal me. He came to forgive me. And because he lives, I am no longer lonely. I don't know, I, I think particularly if people feel that they have that sense that you could be in a crowd, but you can still feel lonely. Because he lives, you can be comforted by him. You can know his presence next to you. Because he lives, you can be forgiven. You can be forgiven everything that you have done wrong. And because he lives, you can know healing, body, mind, and spirit. That is the hope that we have in Jesus. Now, let me just quickly explain baptism. It won't take long now. So, Sam and Caroline, they, like Jesus, Jesus was obedient in the garden. Sam and Caroline are being obedient to say, I want to follow you. I want to do your will, God. So they will go into this water just as innocent, weak people that can do nothing like Jesus did as he went to the cross. They will come in and then they will go down into the water which is symbolic of their death. We're not going to kill them. We're not going to test them for holding their breath for three minutes. But they are, this is symbolic of them dying to their old life. And then as they come up, it is the resurrection. That is the wonderful story. They are coming back out into new life. They have been obedient they have died to themselves and they come back and grasp resurrection life. And that starts now. Eternal life doesn't start when, you're, when you die. It starts the moment you give your life 
to Jesus. So I hope that explains things. Now I'm going to ask you some questions. You can close your eyes. I'm going to ask you, are you a hot bun? Would you like to have that cross on you? If you don't know Jesus, but you want to live a life full of resurrection power, then come to the cross. Come to the cross. Ask him to forgive you, and he will give you forgiveness. You will know that. So let's just pray. How many of you are a hot cross bun? Put your hand up. There's a few people putting their hands down as well. (laughs) Yeah, Father. If you want to be, have the cross in your life, let me just pray for you. Father, I pray. I pray, Father, for you to come and you will speak to people, each one of them, Lord, that they will know you, Lord. I pray, Father, that they will know the cross is there for them. And you might feel uncomfortable. You might feel angry about what I've said. But it's the reality of life. And I can tell you, I wished at 33 I'd known what I know now when I was 20. I wish I'd been known that when I was 20. And I wish I'd put the cross in my life because it's given me joy and peace and patience, kindness and self-control. And against these things, there's no, there's no argument. So, if you want to know Jesus, just pray this prayer. Father, I ask you, come into my life. Forgive me for the things that I have done wrong. And I want to have the cross in the center of my life. I want you to forgive me for all the things I have done wrong and set me free from the, from the things that bind me and the things that constrain me. I pray, Lord God, that you will, you will heal me and you will bring me joy, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, uh, if, you, if you have prayed that prayer and said amen at the end, but you've never done that before, then... Whoever you came with, come and tell them. Come and find me. There will be lots of questions that you might have. And uh, we we do things like an alpha course, which uh, Sam will certainly uh, reference in her testimony. But if you've got lots of questions, Jesus has got lots of time and patience to give you the answers and explain those to you.